Welcome back to the Hurdle Fitness Podcast. On today's episode, this is a Facebook Live that I did, and instead of re-recording it, I'm just going to post the entire live up here. I'm going to talk about what exactly it looks like to start from scratch, coming into a program, or starting at the gym, how to avoid common pitfalls. I'll give you a hint. You just keep it simple. All right, guys, so uh, I'm going to give this a minute to uh, to get on here live. I don't know why Facebook Live does this, but it is like bah, zoomed in on my face, um, which is cool because this podcast is mainly audio and not something that I really meant to do for video, uh, but that might be changing soon. Uh, we do have the YouTube channel. Uh, this podcast, which Turtle Fitness, along with those of you out there listening, um, if this even makes it into the show because I haven't ran the credits yet, but... Um, for those of you out there, I also do Writing Fright. Uh, it's a podcast about my writing. If you guys enjoy horror, you enjoy thriller with uh, a bit of an occult twist or supernatural twist, check out that podcast for updates on the upcoming novel. Um, and anyway, we're going to stick with fitness on this show. We're going to go ahead and get things rolling. Today's podcast episode, I'm going to be going over the basics. For the past couple weeks, and I made a post on Facebook on this profile earlier talking a little bit about nutrition and how to get things started there but we're going to dive into what does it really look like starting from scratch for those of you out there busy parents busy fathers professionals people running your businesses what does it look like to get in shape what does the commitment look like to get in shape and why exactly like when you hire a personal trainer why the hell do we do things the way we do them so let's go ahead and get started i'm going to hit the opening and uh, maybe this will play on live, maybe it won't. I'm not sure how the soundboard works with Facebook. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? That is not my intro. That is not my intro at all. Um, wow. No. No, uh, I'll fix that in post. But anyway, today's episode, guys, I am Coach Tanner. This is the Hurdle Fitness Podcast, and today we're going over beginning and the basics of fitness. When you start with me and my program, honestly, when you start with a lot of personal trainers, this is the way that we're going to do it. Um, and we're going to go through three things. We're going to talk about your nutrition, well, four things, technically. We're going to talk about your nutrition, your workouts, and I split off cardio, so that'll be... 2.5 or number three, however you're looking at it. Um, and then your activity and your habits outside of the gym. This is weight loss. I am a weight loss coach. I am a personal trainer who specializes in changing your body. So yeah, we're going to talk about habits. What you do in the other, God, 160 hours that you are away from the gym is going to have more of an effect on your weight loss than what you're actually doing in the workouts. And I get a lot of pushback from other industry pros and stuff from that. It's like, oh, don't tell them to get out of the gym. Well, I'm going to tell you the most important thing to do happens outside of the gym. Hopefully I can download this audio because I just realized that I have not been recording on the platform that actually goes out to the podcast. Anyway. Getting back into it, I'll probably re-record this for the podcast, but I'll leave this up on Facebook. Nutrition. So what exactly does your nutrition look like when you're trying to lose weight and you are starting 
out. And what do you need to do? I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you're not going to want to change a lot right out the gate. People come into me and they come into personal trainers and they want to change things. They want to do things. Um, they, they want to completely change your life and go from zero to 60. You know what happens if you try to run a marathon and you have never ran a day in your life? You get hurt. You don't make it. You don't finish the race. So when you were starting and when you were trying to lose, you know, 20, 30, 50, 80, 100 pounds, you don't go from zero to 60 in two seconds. You take baby steps. And when we're talking about nutrition, the baby step that you need to take is tracking your calories. Super simple sounding. Simple, not easy. There we go. Um, use something like MyFitnessPal and you're going to start actually clocking or tracking what you're eating during the day. And that is just to build the habit of being more aware of what you're putting in your body. Once you get to where you're tracking your food, then we make changes. And that that's not a long time. That's like two or three days of tracking. Okay, you know how to use the app. Now we're going to look at what your calories need to be. We're going to start reducing your calories, reducing your intake, and helping you to hit those calorie num numbers. While doing that, you're going to start doing simple things like eating more whole foods prioritizing protein and we're going to add a second number into that you're going to watch your calorie intake and you're going to watch your protein intake and you're going to prioritize protein and that's all we're changing when you get started we're tracking your calories we're pri uh, prioritizing protein takes a couple days to get there prioritizing protein doesn't just mean you're eating protein first you are planning your protein first um, you're also planning to have protein with every meal. Protein, one of the reasons we do that is because it is so satiating. Uh, it's going to uh, fill you up faster. So it takes... So there's a, there's a lot of calories that are used when you ingest protein um, that are used to actually break that down and get it out into your body. Um, so you, you do feel fuller. It takes, a, it takes a bit more to break down. There's a bit more of an energy cost to break that down. Um, and you're going to eat less other stuff. There's going to be less room for junk if you're eating more protein. Those of you that are trying to cue your body, which all the guys that I'm training, we are cueing your body to save muscle tissue. Or in some cases, even while we're losing fat, to build muscle tissue. You need protein to do that. You need quite a bit. And that's why most of my clients, I've got you eating about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And that's about where we stick it until we get to maintenance. Um, and that's going to be quite quite a few of your calories. The rest of that's made up of carbo, uh, carbohydrates and fats. We're not going to worry about that starting out. We're not actually going to worry about that probably for the first month until we start seeing some plateauing. And then we're going to really get in and deal with those numbers and see how you feel with higher carbohydrates, see how you feel with higher fat, and get things dialed in for you. But starting out, you're going to watch your protein and you're going to watch your calories and get those under control and master that before anything else changes. Eat more whole foods to do that. Three things. Moving into your workouts. So this is another thing where people want to go balls to the wall and it doesn't work. If you are so sore that you can't move the next day, you can't do your cardio the next day, you can't do your recovery the next day, and if your body isn't healing you're going to store more fat. You're going to start burning muscle, and it's just not going to work out for you. So what we do is we don't rush into lifting heavy. We don't rush into doing crazy off-the-wall CrossFit-style workouts. We move slow. We do a lot of reps. 
and we do lightweight. So what's that look like? Um, easiest one to uh, to talk about is going to be squats. So if you were doing squats, you were going to do a three or a four second countdown. So when you sit down in your squats, one, two, three, four, hold for two in the bottom, and then you pop back up. So it's taking you six to seven seconds to do this rep, and your one your, it increases the energy demand. Uh, it increases the strain on the muscles without increasing the weight, so it stays safe. Um, it also cues you to do the movement right because to do a slow rep, you have to have good form. You at least have to be um, functionally sound um, enough to not get hurt. Even if it's not 100%, it's good enough that you're not going to get hurt. And then your form improves as we go through that first phase of training. So again, slow rep, about seven seconds with light weight, and we're going to do between 12 and 20 of those, and we're going to stress the muscles that way. We're going to build stability through the main joints, and then the weight's going to go up from there. As the weight goes up, the reps go down, and the speed of the rep goes up. So we move into the next phase, and you're lifting heavier, and <laughs> you're doing um, one up, one, uh, or excuse me, two up, two down, or you're lifting you know, as quickly as you can when we go into maximal strength phases, which isn't very fast if you're lifting really, you know, the, the top percents of what you can lift. But I think you guys get, I kind of get the picture here. So starting out, we're moving slow and we're building a foundation. From this, you grow. From the foundation, you grow. And uh, we're going to build a solid body. We're going to build a solid foundation of fitness and understanding of how your body works and an understanding about the primary movement patterns of a push, a pull, a squat, and a hinge. And when you master those, we're going to add weight and go from there. So be ready to slow down a bit. Uh, the next part of that, your warm-up. So when you were getting ready and you were priming your body to get into the, uh, the workout, a lot of people want to hit a treadmill for five minutes, 10 minutes to get their body warm. They want to go through a couple of stretches, maybe do a couple sit-ups or whatever. Use the warm-up time to prime your body for the movements that you're going to do. If you're going to do a deadlift, maybe you do a single leg deadlift or a, some sort of a, a banded good morning or even a kettlebell swing to prime those mover muscles so that they are ready to go when you grab the barbell, when you grab the heavy, or heavy kettlebells or whatever you're going to be deadlifting. Um, work on your core. This isn't going to be an actual core set. You're not working on fatiguing it, but you're working on maybe doing some planks, uh, maybe doing some roll-up crunches to fully engage the core so that you are solid and stable during your heavier lifts. Heavy is a relative term. Uh, in phase one, it's not going to be super heavy, but you are going to get fatigued. So you're going to activate your core. You're going to activate some balance. I would do some single leg movement or something on a BOSU or a stability ball so that proprioceptively you are activated your body's awake and you can you, know, you can feel the environment around you while you're lifting so that you can do it safely um, and then you're going to mimic whatever movement that you're, that you're doing um, I like to mimic uh, with you know a slow light rep with bands or an explosive reps with with uh, with bands and kettlebells just to get everything wo uh, woken up depending on the phase that we're in Big takeaway there is use your warm-up to actually prime the muscles that are going to be working during the workout. Um, weight selection. When we are talking about whatever it is, warm-up or workout, what do you need to, to do to know that you're lifting the right amount of weight? If, uh, if you were working with me in Hurdle Fitness and you look at the app or your uh, your client who's doing hybrid with me over at Sweat Club and you you want to 
you know, look at the app. I think uh, I think we're using True Coach there, and you see twenty reps. Oh God, what what weight do I use for twenty reps? Or you see eight reps. Oh no, uh, I need to go heavier. But how much how much heavier do I need to go? Um, I call it keeping two in the pocket. What you're gonna do is whenever you are picking out your weight selection, and you're working up to that level got something weird going on with my computer and you're working up to that level um, you are going to try to keep two in your pocket so like say again we're doing squats and it's a set of 20 when you get to number 20 um, 18 19 and 20 should be extremely difficult and you should feel like you know what I think I can get 21 and 22 I'm not a hundred percent sure but I think I can get 21 and 22 that's the weight you need to use for the workout um, Feel free to go down as you fatigue. Um, the muscles don't actually know how much you're lifting. They just know how tired they are. And we're working to fatigue the muscles to certain levels so that we elicit certain adaptations. Um, so do that. Um, and uh, the same thing if you're doing back squats and I have eight reps, you're going to get to seven and eight and really fight that barbell up or fight those kettlebells up. Um, and you're going to stand up and be like, man, I think I can get eight and nine excuse me I think I can get nine and ten I'm not a hundred percent sure you stop there and that's your weight so when it comes to selecting the weight for your workout keep two reps in your pocket or two in the tank um, that's something I have struggled for a long time to find a way to articulate that and uh, yeah I got that from the guys over at uh, mind pump media so that's another podcast if you guys haven't checked it out check out the guys over at mind pump um, I have been telling people something similar to that, but it was just the way they said it, keeping two in the tank. It's, it's simple. It's beautiful. I like it. I'm using it. Uh, your cardio days. So those are your workouts, and that's how I go about planning your, your weight, uh, your reps, and like the tempo based on you know where you're at. Uh, moving over into the cardio. Basically, what I'm looking at here is for you guys to do two days of cardio when you're not doing strength training with me or you're not doing strength-based homework. Cardio has a lot of different forms. One of the most underutilized forms of cardio is walking. Um, you would not believe how many extra calories per day, especially if you are a larger guy trying to lose weight, that you will burn by just going for a walk for 15 minutes at, after at least two of your meals a day to get that 30 minutes. Um, it's, it's nuts. Just go walk for 15 minutes, come back and sit down. You're going to feel better after the meal. And you're going to get that cardio in for the day. As you get stronger, those 15-minute walks start turning into 30-minute jogs. And when you're able to um, to hold uh, your heart rate at a certain level, um, which is about uh, you know 60-70% of your heart rate max, which we're not going to get into how to calculate that today, that's when we start doing more interval cardio on your homework days. And by that time, you've also done enough lifting with me or you've done enough lifting, period, that... Um, you feel comfortable that we can add in some um, some intervals with body weight movements or with with lighter weight movements to uh, to get your heart rate up. Um, we can also do some trial running or, or whatever whatever you're training with me for. But the cardio starting out isn't a lot. Two days a week, um, fifteen to thirty minutes, and, and it, you would be amazed at how that affects your weight loss. Now, getting outside of the weight outside of the workouts, outside of the gym. Outside of the stuff that I'm programming for you, which actually I, I do program a lot of your habits for you, 
um, is getting into your um, your habits outside of the gym. If you were trying to lose weight, and we are specifically talking about weight loss, um, if you are looking to build muscle, yeah, it's not not really going to affect you a whole lot. But if you were trying to lose weight and you're 600 pounds trying to get down, if you're 300 pounds trying to get down, your habits and increasing your non-exercise energy expenditure, blah, blah, energy expenditure for the day um, is going to just help you melt the fat off. Park farther away at the grocery store. <clears throat> and at this point, that advice has become a little bit cliche, but it works. Park farther away when you get to school and you're going to your classes. Park further away at work just to get more step-ins. Get steps in. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Get a fitness tracker. Set that thing to 10,000 steps if you're not hitting 10,000. If you're hitting 10,000, then go up to 15 or 20,000 to add in a little bit more um, um, activity for the day. And you'll notice a massive uh, increase in in the, the reduction, or excuse me, a massive reduction uh, in body fat. Uh, you'll also, when we're talking about habits, when you get hungry, something that I did when I started, I was a smoker. Uh, when I started my weight loss journey back in 2014, I had to quit smoking and I had to stop eating crap. I was not happy. I was not pleasant to be around. Um, but you know what? I replaced food with fitness. I replaced cigarettes with fitness and I did burpees. Um, when I got the craving for something bad, I would drop and do some burpees. That does not work for everybody. Honestly, unless you have the you're you're a person who probably is gonna end up being a personal trainer, probably not a good piece of advice for you. But that worked for me. I dropped and did burpees every time I did it, and I stopped craving crap pretty fast. Um, but I respond to negative reinforcement. A lot of people don't. Um, if you are having issues with craving, something that has worked, and this is a this is another habit having protein on hand and that could be a cliff bar what works best though and what's worked best for me and a lot of my clients chicken breasts it is a lean piece of meat that you can keep in the freezer or excuse me in the fridge fully cooked ready to go you can reach in there and grab it take it out take a bite and you're on it and the uh, the craving for crap subsides again because protein is so filling and it's uh it, it's satiating you're also getting a little bit of fat with that and your, your body, unless you just absolutely are carb-starved and you need them, you feel good. Um, so that, uh, that is the advice, and those are the things that we changed starting out. And if you notice, like, it was 20 minutes, but that's not a lot. So hitting the highlights on your nutrition, track your calories, track your protein, and prioritize protein. Keep that crap on hand. Um, eat whole foods. Not a lot to change there. With your workouts, two to three days a week of strength training, use your warm-ups to prime for your actual workout. Do not start lifting off crazy heavy. Do not start doing crazy CrossFit workouts. Get in, pay attention to form, do slow reps, do a lot of reps, and use lightweight. Move up from there. For your cardio, about two days a week of 15 to 20 minutes and all you got, excuse me, 15 to 30 minutes walking or light jog to start off with. And you will build from there and habits park farther away when you're going somewhere. I don't care where it is. Get some extra steps in that way. Track your walking, track your activity if you can. If not, just actively try to get more steps in by parking farther away. Keep protein on hand. When you get cravings, eat protein. Sugar cravings, eat a chicken breast. It works. 
it's worked for she's all of the clients that I've that I've given it to that have actually done it. Um, it's the reason that I'm able to guarantee results in my program. If you work with, if you go to hurdle, probably the craziest thing that I do is after, after 12 weeks, if you do not see a change in your body that you are happy with, if you haven't lost weight, it's money back. Uh, I, I, I refund the full, um, the full three months that you've, you've been in there. Um, because this works, prioritize protein, keep it on you, change your habits, walk more, you know, don't be stupid in the gym and, um, track your calories. So, yeah, it's simple. It's not easy. It's going to take a lot of discipline. You're going to fail here and there. It's going to happen. Um, I did, I, I, I yo-yoed, uh, when it came to sustainable weight loss, like I lost all that weight and was like, yeah, cool. And then I gained it all back because I, um, I put a lot of emphasis and I put a lot of, um, I, I used my routine in the gym and being able to be in there every day and working out as a crutch. And when that went away, I lost it. Uh, and I really had to reevaluate and find out like what sustainable weight loss actually looked like and what sustainable health looked like. Hell, what health looked like. Um, and I had to actually take a look at that, decide, okay, this is what I need to do to actually be healthy, not just like fit, but, you know, mentally and emotionally and, and physically and spiritually healthy. Um, and that's when I started doing the whole, you know, holistic approach. And when I implemented these protocols in um, getting people started in that first 30-day kickstart. So uh, I guess it's time for the plug. 30-day kickstart. Guys, if you are tired of yo-yoing, if you are tired of struggling, falling on your face, losing weight and gaining it back, and you need the secrets of sustainable weight loss, shoot me a message. Um, jump on Facebook. You can message me here on uh, my private uh, Tanner Rutledge Facebook profile. Uh, you can go to her at Hurdle Fitness here on Instagram. Email me at ocrtrainer.com or fill out the form on hurdlefitness.com. If you're looking to train in home or online, hit me up at Hurdle Fitness. If you were looking for in-gym and you want to join a great community, hit me up over at Sweat Club. And guys, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to listen to this podcast. Uh, let's set up an appointment if you want to get started or if you have any questions. Drop them in the